Welcome to Winning Minds. We're not negative, we're positive. We don't get bitter, we get better. We don't lose, we win. We understand that life is more than what happens to you. It's about how you respond. And that response starts in your mind. And if you can change your mind, change what, how, and the way you think, you will change your life. Welcome to a positive mind, a better mind, a winning mind. I am your host, Fred Lavalley, and this is the Winning Minds Podcast. Where are the men? Where are the men? This was the cry of Michael Thurmond as he stood before a crowd of a few hundred people in the sweltering sun of a June afternoon in Gainesville, Georgia. They all came to discuss and rally together to dedicate themselves to fixing not the problems of the world, not the problems of America, but the problems within their own community. And when Mike began to speak, he spoke with passion from his own life experiences and convictions. In this episode, Pastor Mike takes up that same message. So please listen and consider his words. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope it contributes to your next winning decision. Welcome to Winning Minds. This is Fred Lavalley. I'm here with a special guest. This is Pastor Mike Thurmond. He is a resident uh, here of Gainesville, Georgia. He was raised here. Uh, he and I met a few months ago at one of the rallies, protests, conversations, however you want to look at it. But it really was a good time, a positive time. And he and I, uh, it, we kind of met by chance, but I believe it was God bringing our, making our paths cross. Uh, he happened to be the man as there was a big crowd, probably a couple hundred people. He was actually holding the microphone, megaphone there during the open mic session. And so I walked up there, uh, asked to speak, and they let me speak. And he was the one literally holding it and handed me the mic. And so uh, I felt already some courage from God to speak and say the words I wanted to. But I think God gave me a little extra courage in case somebody wanted to approach and do me bodily harm. Well, God put this man of uh, imposing physical stature who would protect me in case things got crazy. Not that I was, you know, trying to start trouble, but just speaking with courage. And so it was a good time. And then after I spoke, he then took his own microphone and began to just speak to the crowd with much passion and power. And I thought, I need to talk to this man. I want to get to know this guy because he is awesome. And so we were able to meet again about a month or so afterwards. Uh, got to talk a little bit and I invited him on to the podcast. And so that is how I met him. He is a one of the pastors at Free Chapel here in Gainesville. Been in full-time ministry for about 10 years. He is also a varsity boys basketball coach, uh, but most importantly, and I'm sure he will, will tell you, he is a husband and a father. So without further ado, I've talked enough. Let me turn it over to Pastor Mike Thurman. Take it away, my brother. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on on this podcast and proud of you. Thank you for all that you do, man. It's, it's such a blessing. And yeah, that was a great Great uh, day that day, man. And what compelled me to, to be there, you know, Gainesville, Hall County, that, that's my, I grew up there. And I actually grew up right across the street uh, from that, uh, where the rally took place. And, uh, you know, when Reverend Rose went out there, um, I think uh, a week or two before, and they had the protests on the square, and she was out there, and I, and I was watching it, because I stayed, me and my wife and my children, who staying coming now, so I was watching it and I was, and I saw Miss Rose go up with so much just 
that was just the power of God. It was just one woman, one mama going out there holding all those kids back, all those youth back and kind of bringing order to the crowd. And what really got me was I was like, man, where are the men? Mm. So it was really like a clarion call to me. And I was telling my wife, like, hey, I got to go, honey. She was like, no, nah, hold up, hold up. You go stay in this house first. <laughs> so so uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to go somehow. So that day came, came about and, uh, you know, and uh, the, the rest was history. And we're still, we're still doing a partnering and doing a work with uh, Newtown Forest Club. And it's an ongoing, um, ongoing, great, good fight. So it's good. Very good. Very good. So if you don't mind, uh if you could just let everyone know kind of what was the message that you spoke. I remember it vividly, just how you came out of the gate, just challenging people. You kind of already alluded to it. Where are the men? So go ahead and let people know what you said, and hopefully it can be a challenge to people as they listen. Absolutely. Well, the thing God has been dealing with me is, you know, it starts with the man. You know, I'm in ministry, and I've I've seen a lot. I'm still young in ministry. Um, but I, I'm, I'm noticing something that if you if a child gets saved and comes to Christ, there's a 3.5 percent chance that the whole family will get saved. But if the wife gets saved, the woman gets saved, there's a 33 percent chance that the whole family will get saved. But if the man gets saved, there's a 93.3 percent chance hmm. that the whole family will be saved. So God has really been dealing with me about the men that the the enemy is going to fight the men the most because he knows it starts with us. And that was my challenge that God said through me uh, that day. You know, the men have to not only step up in the homes, in the churches, but in their communities, Mm -hmm. you know, because as the men goes, the family goes, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever the men go, the family will go. And, you know, you need men to help with the young men. You know, you need men to show men to show the young men how to be real men. And that was my challenge. You know, we we can make it about race and everything is everything, every all that. But, you know, and that's some truth to that. But at the end of the day, it's about men. Men, have you have you really stand? Have you really stand up for God? You know, have you really took a stand for the Lord and for your family? Because. You know, the, the man is, I'm, I'm telling you, when, once God gets a man, man, you better watch out. Yeah. There, there, there's going to be change that's going to take place, not only in a family, but in a, in a community. Because in one man, and then my, that's my thing, I actually go after, I always like to go after one man because God went after me. Because mm-hmm. in one man, there's a, there's, a, there's a family. One man, there's a community. One man, there's a nation in that mm-hmm. man. So... I'm I'm really my ministry uh, that I believe God has entrusted me with is is really with dealing with men, whether it's whether it's uh, older men, young men, you know, because uh, I know a great quote has said it's better to to build boys than to men men. So I'm kind of mm. in the in the between uh, deal with that. So, but yeah, definitely just a clarion call and a challenge to the men to step up and say yes to Jesus and let's go. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, it was great. That was that was awesome. And one of the things I remember, I don't remember exactly, but you said and you kind of quoted it to the to the crowd there. You said you you and your son, there's something you repeat every day. Yeah. You said you look him in the eye and you repeat it together. Yeah. What is that that saying that that quote that you guys have together? 
Well, actually, I, I heard it from my, my pastor. He preached the message, um, I don't know, I remember a year or two ago or so. And uh, I just really get, really got in my spirit. And, and me and my son, you know, we do it every every morning. We did it this morning, actually, you know, before he got, went to school. And, and I, I just say, you know, to him, say this after me, I am somebody. I am somebody. And I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. And I'm going to do great things for God. So I am somebody. I'm going somewhere. And I'm going to do great things for, for God. And once you understand that I am somebody, you know, you, 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 when you understand that you are somebody in God, there's nobody like you. You're special. You're mm. fearfully and wonderfully made, as the scripture says, that, that you don't have to fit in with anybody. You know, that's one thing I see with this the generation, even in our generation, you know, we try to fit in. You don't have to fit in because you got to understand God made you somebody special. So that's why I say I am somebody, and then I'm going somewhere. You know, I, as long as I stay with God, God is going to take me to great and mighty places. He, he knows the plans that he has for me. You know, as long as I stay with Jesus, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go places that I could never imagine. You know, um, I, when I, I, like I said, I grew up in Gainesville, mm -hmm. and um, I, I had a – I'll tell you my story later, but um, – I got a chance to go to Holland, Hawaii. I mean, just from, I was from Gainesville. I grew up across the street from Atlanta Street, um, Newtown, Harrison Square. And I'm getting a chance to go to all these different places because of my relationship with God mm. that my mom helped me find. And, uh, and then I'm going to do great things for God. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a testament to doing great things for God. I mean, God has allowed me to by the grace of God to do some amazing things. And I'm just blown away, man. And, uh, but that's what I say to my son every day. Just get that in your spirit, son. Know that you are somebody, you're going somewhere, and you're going to do great things for God. So yeah. that's what I said to the crowd. Yeah, that, that, that was great. And that really, it was it was like fire in that crowd. It was power, powerful. It was awesome. Now, was that yeah, something? I almost passed out, too. I almost <laughs> passed out, too. It was hot. It was hot. <laughs> Holding that microphone, man. Y'all was talking, man. I, I was shaking and dehydrated. I almost passed out. Hey, I, 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 was, I, I was watching. I was like, this man, he's got some strong arms. I'm looking like, I know how hard it is to hold it up. And he, he hadn't faltered yet. I was, I was, I was thoroughly impressed because, yes, it was hot. The sun was beating down on us. And you stayed yeah. there strong oh. and faithful to the end. So that was, I was watching. I, I was at, there was at least one person who appreciated your, your uh, <laughs> physical commitment to every, cause we, know, we stand up and we said our things for three minutes and then we got down and we just, you know, stood there in the sun, <laughs> but you were actually the one there working with your arm locked in place. Oh, so my that was, that was, that was tremendous. That was great. Yes. Now yes, sir. you're talking about men. It's something you're very passionate about. Is that something you grew up with, I guess, kind of getting into your story. Did you see that? Did you have that? And kind of what what was kind of the, the short version of your story to bring you to the place where that is something that you're passionate about? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Um, I grew up, my my dad, my mom, my dad, um, I grew up, man, it's crazy. I, I grew up, my dad, make a short version, my, my dad went to prison when I was in high school. Hmm. And um you know, and I, I, I played, uh, played, played basketball, football, played basketball in, in high school. Um, and I would always look for my dad after the game. I would always look for that affirmation that, hey, son, that was a great game. Proud of you. 
no matter if I had a bad game or a great game. And, um, but my dad was in prison mm. and, um, my mom, I, so I, I put, I put all my, my hope and trust in basketball and, uh, got my identity from, from basketball, from sports. And, and as you know, anytime you put something as your foundation other, other than Christ, it's going to crumble. And, um, I, 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 basketball broke my heart, man. Uh, mm. And I was, as I was searching for my dad, you know, um, my mom was like, you know, I traveled on a basketball team and we, we went all over, it was George Stalls, we went all over the country playing basketball and, and uh, we was gone on most win, on most uh, weekends. And my mom was like, not this weekend, you're coming to church, we're having a revival. We're at Free Chapel and it's, it's going to be at, it was like at five o'clock, 5 p.m. She said, I don't care what, I don't care if y'all make to the championship game, you're going to church. So mm-hmm. I huffed and puffed and she drug me into church. And um, that day I, I was 16 and, um, you know, I had so much weight. Um, I was 16. My, I, 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 you know, stressed out, you know, worried, you know, just mad at the world, mad at back. It hurt my back. And, um, but that night pastor hadn't even got up, man. It was just worship going on. And, it was, I think Bill was playing the piano. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I just remember being at the, in the balcony and I just felt compelled to just go to the altar and nobody was at the altar. And I just stayed there the whole time, man, wow. just crying, man, and broken. And, and, and I just remember just falling on the floor, just head, head down in the carpet, man, and just bearing my soul out to God and just saying, yes. And I, you know, I just, I just surrender. I give it all to you. I, you can have it. You can have all of this. You can have basketball. You can have my family. You can have everything. And I just remember doing that. And um, and I just stayed there. And it was crazy. And I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about it, man, because it was such a great day. And I heard the Lord say, "I got you," hmm. you know. And uh, and He wasn't saying, "I got you," even just now. He said, "I got you," even in, for your future. Yeah. And uh, and my my life totally changed. Uh, basketball was just fun and, uh, man, but, but, you know, God had put some great men in my life, you know, um, you know, even during that time, my pastor, pastor Jensen Franklin, you know, he stepped in as a spiritual father, even to this day, you know, Mm -hmm. he married me and my wife, um, and, uh, you know, been, been there with me through some tough, dark times and, and through some great, great times. And, uh, so, but, uh, but also now, my dad, you know, when I went to college, he got out of prison and God helped me with that relationship with him. And we talk just about every morning. We go to Crackle Barrel every month. You know, wow. we got to catch up because of the um, the COVID stuff. But, uh, yeah. but man, really, God really showed me, um, you know, the power of a of, of, of father. Um, and that's what God is after, really. He's after fathers because he wants to turn the hearts of the children back to the hearts of the father. And... Um, you know, but but it just really showed me the importance of, especially with boys and even young girls. You know, I don't have a girl, a young girl. I mean, a a, a girl, baby girl yet. My wife, we 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 want, we, we already got a name. So, nice. <laughs> be praying. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just know the importance of of a father, man, that that loves the Lord. You know, because that affirmation and that just just staying in the room with these kids and and just letting them know that, Hey, it's going to be all right. You know, and that, that was my thing, especially at that rally, because, because, because these young people, they, they got so much zeal, 
They got so much zeal and so much passion. And all they need is a father to come along and say, son, it's going to be all right. And just really, you know, like the father, he hugs us. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit, he gives us a hug. And, and you just know that it's going to be all right. And he calms us down. And then we can listen and mm-hmm. do the work, you know, and say, son, there's a better way to do this. Yeah. So that's my thing, you know, with, with, with fathers. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a long, that was a long answer, but I, I hope I answered something. You, you, you've answered it times too. That was perfect. That was great. <laughs> and the good thing is, I mean, you and I both know that people, your experience wasn't necessarily unique. There's people, these young men and women who are going through the same thing and hopefully yeah. they can hear that and begin to relate to it and know, like you just said, there is hope. There is a yeah. better way. Here's somebody you're not by yourself. You might feel alone. You're going through this and you have to process this by yourself. No one else can do it for you, but hopefully get encouragement and get perspective and get hope right. by looking at you and just what you went through and just saying, Hey, there's a way through it. There is someone who can help and hopefully they'll listen and begin to follow in those footsteps. Um, and just what are maybe two things. You're a basketball coach. You're, you're a uh-huh. high school basketball coach. You're able to communicate you understand you're inside the minds of you know, young men young women you're dealing with people what are two ways of think uh, of thinking that you have seen and are able to identify for for young men and women you know say high school age that are incorrect and you might not come out this blast as saying that's wrong that's dumb but what are like two things that you might see that are pretty common the way that young men and women think that would be better if they thought a different way. What are the, what's the wrong mm-hmm. ways of thinking, I would say, and what's the better way and, and the right way based on your experience um, and your wins and losses in your own life for how that you would advise them that they should begin to think about life in whatever areas those are? Yeah, no, knowing, knowing who they are, you know, knowing who they are. You know, well, first I'll say knowing whose you are. Yeah, knowing whose you are, you know, knowing that, man, you were bought with a price and, that that there's nobody like you, that that you're special, you know. Um, are you here? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I'll make sure you're there. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, making sure you know they know that they're special. Making sure that they know that man, you know, the the master of the universe, man, Jesus, God, man, he 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 not only he he called every other thing else and everything else into existence. He spoke everything else into existence. But with you, he put his hands on you and he mm-hmm. crafted you and formed you and to know how special you are. There's nobody like you. So understanding who, who he is and then understanding who you are. I think thinking, you know, having that thinking like, man, I'm, I'm pretty special. Not in, a, not in an arrogant way, but just knowing, being confident in who you are and, and confident in who he is and not trying to fit in as well. Because uh, the the richest place in the world, what do you think the richest place in the world is? The richest place in the world? Uh, yeah, the most wealthiest place in the world. The, uh, well, I would just standard based off of economy is you know United States economy. There's the one uh, I'm blanking on the name, but over in the Middle East they build skyscrapers everywhere. But uh, yeah. money wise, currency wise, one of those two places. Okay. Yeah, that's good. The graveyard. Oh. The graveyard, because because you know why there there's there there's books, there's talents, there's gifts, there's inventions, there's things that God has put put inside of all of us that are answers to this world that were never discovered, mm. that were never discovered because they didn't really find out who they were in Christ. 
because they were trying to be somebody else instead of who God intended them to be. So that's why I say that that the richest place and the most wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard. So you got to find out who God is so you can find out your purpose. So again, to make a long story short, that's my long answer uh, yes. for that one. Yeah. That's fantastic. Knows, know whose you are and find mm -hmm. out who you are. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and post a comment. And then tell two people today about Winning Minds. I hope you'll join us on the next episode. But until then, keep your mind healthy and keep winning with the Winning Minds podcast. Thank you.